Good evening. Good to be back with you. Um, went to a funeral this afternoon and uh, had a little bit of time, so we're going to jump on and pre-record this a little bit early. Uh, so we'll post it to Facebook here uh, in just a little while. Podcast will be out um, as soon as we're finished, but we uh, appreciate the opportunity to be back with you tonight. Um, I enjoyed the good service and the opportunity to be with you uh, this past Sunday. Looking forward um to tonight we are going to take a little detour from john chapter four or the gospel of john we were in for but um we're going to jump over to numbers 35 uh talk about one little subject here for just a few minutes and then uh, i don't uh, i honestly don't believe that we will keep you or hold you entirely too long tonight but we did want to give you something uh, and this is what was on our heart, so we want to share this with you. But we uh, ask that you continue to pray for those that are sick. Uh, we know that we have many around us that are uh, sick and the, uh, fighting the virus and a whole myriad of other things. As we said, we were at uh, one of our best friends from school. Uh, his father passed away on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day morning early. Um, funeral was today, so... Uh, a lot of people hurting and broken, uh, but as we said Sunday morning, we're glad that uh, this world is not our home and we have a hope and a promise uh, of, a, of a better country and land. And uh, <clears throat> we just uh, ask that uh, we all come together and uh, pray for everyone. Everybody needs uh, our prayers right now. Uh, countries and chaos and turmoil we understand that we know that and there's a lot of people in a lot of various uh, scenarios and shapes and uh, we just need to be christ-like and <clears throat> pray for them the best that we can but let's do uh, let's go to the lord in prayer tonight we're going to read just a few verses right here out of numbers chapter number 35 uh, as the title said we're going to take our text tonight on the city of refuge we want to uh, touch on that for just a few minutes. So we'll be in Numbers chapter number 35 and we'll probably flip over and read a couple of verses out of Hebrews 6 and, and several out of Hebrews 7 as well. Our fathers, we bow we, uh, before you tonight. God, we thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you for this privilege, this honor, this opportunity to assemble ourselves together in thy presence. We pray, God, that you bless, be with us, watch over, keep us, and care for us. Father, we thank you, Lord, for God, your, your great love and mercy, God, which you bestow upon us. God, we're so undeserving and unworthy uh, of any good thing god that lord that you would give to us father but we're thankful lord and we're reminded uh, once again of your word uh, but you said but god commendeth his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners christ died for the ungodly and we thank you lord that you loved us when we were unlovable uh, we and you gave your life and surrendered all things for us and we pray, Heavenly Father, Lord, that you watch over us tonight. Bless thy word, we pray, as we uh, read it and study it tonight. God, we pray that we'd be good stewards over thy word, that we'd not add to or take away, but, God, we'd speak through unction of the Holy Spirit, uh, <clears throat> that which would be fruitful unto thy people. God, we pray, Father, as we've already mentioned, for those that uh, are sick and battling disease, uh, the, the, we pray for the families of those that have lost, lost loved ones. We pray, God, that you bring comfort, peace, and healing. We pray, Father, Lord, for those that are uh, in the midst of adversity and sickness. God, we pray, God, that you would be uh, the healer that would touch. And we pray, Heavenly Father, Lord, most of all, Father, for those that have never received Jesus, precious to their uh, never-dying soul. 
I pray before this day would come uh, to a close, God, that they'd bow down somewhere and surrender all things uh, and receive Jesus precious uh, to their never-dying soul. We pray, God, that, Lord, that you'd help us, watch over us, keep us and care for us. We thank you and praise you for what you do. If we ask it in Jesus' name, <clears throat> amen. All right, so like we said, we're going to read a few verses right here, just not very many, really, uh, out of Numbers, chapter number 35. We're just going to read a portion out of this. We're going to start about verse number 9, read a handful of verses, talk about it for a few minutes. And the Bible says in Numbers 35, verse number 9, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speaking to the children of Israel, and saying to them, When ye uh, come over Jordan into the land of Canaan, Canaan, then ye shall appoint you cities of, uh, to uh, be cities of refuge for you, uh, that the slayer may flee thither, uh, which killeth any person uh, at unawares. And they shall be unto you cities for refuge from the avenger, uh, that the manslayer die not until he stand before the congregation in judgment. And of these cities which ye shall give six cities shall ye have uh, for refuge. Ye shall give three cities on this side of Jordan, three cities shall ye give uh, in the land of Canaan, which uh, shall be cities of refuge. These six cities shall be a refuge, both for the children of Israel and for the stranger and for the sojourner among them, that everyone that killeth any person unawares may flee thither. And if he smite him with an instrument of iron, so he die also, he is a murderer. The murderer shall surely uh, be put to death. We're just going to stop right there. Talk about this for a few minutes, but like we said, we want to focus here for just a few minutes uh, on the city of refuge. And like I said, we're going to read a couple verses out of uh, chapter number six and chapter number seven of the book of Hebrews. We'll get to that in just a few minutes, but just give you context of what we're talking about right here. We come to this place and this point. Uh, there were many things which God instituted uh, for the people of Israel uh, through his covenants and everything that he shared with them. There were places, and, and we read in the latter portion of this, we talk about the, uh, he tells us about the year of Jubilee, which was never celebrated by the people of Israel. According to the Old Testament, as far as we can, uh, as far as we can survey the landscape up, uh, they never even exercised the use of the city of refuge. We find in places where they held uh, on to the horns of the altar, but uh, the cities of refuge were never exercised. And of the 48 Levitical cities, six were set aside, uh, as we see right here, as places of refuge. And if we read and understand this, uh, the Bible tells us right here, he said uh, in verse 11, you shall appoint cities to be cities of refuge for you that the slayer may flee thither. So this, what this was, or what this city was, was a place where, uh, where manslaughter uh, had occurred. Uh, uh, and it was unintentional or accidental um, through uh, Middle Eastern standards. There was an avenger uh, of the family that was basically called for blood for blood. But we have here an establishment of a city, of a place uh, where uh, the person that had committed the atrocity could run and hide themselves and they could find themselves safe in the city of refuge and so long as the high priest lived, uh, the, the assailant that had found refuge in the city uh, was declared innocent and free, but he must maintain himself in the city uh, as long as the priest lived. Uh, now, when the priest died, all bets were off. 
But this was nevertheless an institution of God. Uh, and, and as we understand this, is a place of favor, a place of mercy, uh, where those that had committed these atrocities could run to this city, where they could find uh, solace, where they could find peace, uh, and withdraw from their adversaries. And so we come to this portion of text right here. Uh, and the Bible says, You shall appoint cities to the, be the city of refuge for you that you that the slayer may, th uh, may flee thither. So this is talking about the person who committed the atrocity, uh, which killeth any person unawares. And this is talking about unintentional or accidental. Uh, so verse 12, the Bible says, And they shall be unto you a cities of refuge from the avenger. And this avenger right here that it's talking about, this is what I was talking about, was uh, uh, according to Middle Eastern culture, uh, the avenger or uh, the kinsman redeemer. We see that uh, terminology used in the book of Ruth. Uh, uh, the kin the nearest kinsman uh, would go out and avenge the blood uh, of the blood that was taken from their own family. Uh, but the Bible says that the manslayer die not until he stand before the congregation in judgment. Of these cities which shall be, the, uh, shall be given six cities, you, ha you shall have for refuge, and you shall give three cities on this side of the Jordan. Three cities shall you give in the land of Caden, which shall be the cities of refuge. So we get to this place right here, and we understand that this city of refuge, and we want to look at this in context of the gospel tonight. We're going to read over in the book of Hebrews uh, here in just a few minutes. But as we, as we look at this in the city uh, of, of refuge, what exactly specifically is this? And we have uh, all this language and verbiage in the text, and we understand that, uh, that everything that was lost, and you've heard me say this and preach this on numerous occasions, multiple times, what was lost in the garden was redeemed on Calvary. Uh, it started in the garden, redeemed on Calvary, and will end in a city. And we must understand that we are looking for a city. As Abraham, uh, and I quote this often in Hebrews chapter number 11, that the Bible tells us that uh, Abraham looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Uh, friends, listen, as we study, as we uh, look at this tonight, I want to stop for just a few minutes. Now, like I said, I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time right here, uh, but we want to look at the city of refuge. What is that for the people of God? And we've talked about this at great length and to great extent uh, over the last few uh, weeks, but we want to talk about, friends, this morning that uh, the, the, the household and the family of faith and salvation is not directly centered upon an individual. It's centered upon Christ. And we must understand that through the Lord Jesus Christ and through the victory at Calvary, that was a king establishing a kingdom. Uh, and the Bible tells us in Revelation chapter 22 that it tells us about the new city, the heavenly Jerusalem coming down from God uh, out of heaven. Uh, so, friends, listen, we see this city language in the eternal state. And this city language in the eternal state uh, uh, gives us great semblance and bearance uh, for our present state of current affairs. And we must come to realize and understand, if we begin to understand this in a gospel context, and we see this brought to fruition, and that's why we're going to read over here in the book of Hebrews in just a few minutes. But we see this brought to gospel fruition over here. We find with the city of refuge, listen, for a broken uh, people, a people that has committed atrocity. We pray this in our prayer in Romans chapter number five, verse number eight. But God commendeth his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died uh, for the ungodly. God loved us when we were unlovable. There is nothing that in Titus three and five, not by the works of righteousness which ye have done, but according 
according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing, renewing, and regenerating of the Holy Ghost, which he has shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ, our Savior. So friends, listen, when we understand the culminating purpose of the gospel uh, is, is a place, is a city of refuge, a place of refuge where we can run, where we can find our solace, and we can find security and permanence in our high priest, the Lord Jesus Christ. We'll talk about that uh, in just a few minutes. But I want to say this, friends. Listen, as we study and as we uh, engage on the city of refuge, we must understand that we in and of ourselves, listen, uh, when we personally ratify sin within our life, uh, within our own lives, and we've talked about this at great length, and you can go uh, back and listen to our uh, podcast on Romans 5 specifically, uh, but listen, we did not inherit Aaron, uh, Adam's uh, guilt. Uh, listen, we di- listen, we didn't inherit Adam's innocence. We didn't. In, the The only thing that we inherited from Adam uh, was uh, this corruptible sin nature. And when we put in context of the terms of nature, uh, there is a bend and a brokenness about humanity because of the fall from the garden. Uh, friends, listen, when God exiled them from the garden, uh, and we we talked and we preached about this a few weeks ago, but uh, listen, when he exiled them from the garden of Eden, listen, he reestablished uh, all things and he bought back, he ransomed, he redeemed, he reconciled at the cross of Calvary. Uh, the, the way of the tree of life that was closed and exiled to Adam and Eve in the beginning uh, was, was, was reestablished, ransomed, and redeemed and opened yet once again at Calvary. But friends, listen, we must understand that it is all about Christ. It is all about Christ the King. Uh, Listen, not only about Christ the King, but Christ the King and His kingdom. Um, Friends, today, listen, I'm glad that we are kings and priests, that we are a kingdom of priests. But listen, when we find and we understand this uh, in context of what the Bible tells us about humanity because of our brokenness and our being and our incarnation, Inclination towards the propensity of sin. Uh, friends, listen, we are broken. Uh, we are violators. Listen, because we are broken and because we are violators, we must run to a place of refuge. And friends, listen, as we read this over here, in the sixth chapter of the book of Hebrews, uh, in the latter portion of this, we uh, get to verse 17. The Bible tells us, or let me back up to verse 16. The Bible says, For men verily swear uh, by the greater, uh, and an oath for confirmation is to them an end of all strife, wherein God willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of the promise the immutability or the unchanging uh, or the unchangeability of his counsel. That's what immutability means, the uh, unchangeable. Uh, a characteristic of his counsel confirmed it by an oath that t- by uh, two immutable things, by two unchangeable things. What are those two unchangeable things? God's promise and the oath, uh, which was a guarantee in which it uh, was impossible uh, for God to lie. Well, we may handle that in just a few minutes. Uh, we might have a strong consolation. Uh, we might have a uh, uh, highly encouraged. We might be highly encouraged. We might have strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope uh, set before us. 
of which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, uh, and which entereth into that uh, within the veil, where uh, whither the forerunner is for, uh, is for us entered, even Jesus made an high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. And friends, listen, when we understand this, you remember what I told you about the city of refuge and the outstart of this? This was a place where uh, those had committed atrocities unintentionally or accidentally uh, where they could run to a place of refuge and so long as the high priest lived and there was a declaration of innocence made on the person that had found himself that had ran to the place to the city of refuge and so long as the high priest lived uh, there was an exoneration there was an innocence associated with the perpetrator and friends listen, I'm glad that through the uh, by the grace of God we can run uh, to this city of refuge that we have a place where we can go, where we can find hope, where we can find innocence, where we can be judicially free, uh, where we can find reconciliation, where we know uh, that we can find justification in the imputation or the continuance or the community of righteousness. Friends, listen, we can find those things in the city of refuge. And when we, by faith through grace, when we run and we find ourselves and we cast our allegiance to that city. Friends, listen, when we stand under its umbrella and we see so many times, I see this picture in my mind of Jesus when he's speaking to the Judaizers and he tells them, he said, how oft would I as a mother hen have overshadowed my wings? When we talk about this overshadowing we see atonement in view is what Jesus is speaking of. And he tells him, he said, how oft would I have atoned or how oft would I as a mother hen would have, as she gathers her chicks under her wings, how oft would I have covered you? And we see the atoning language, like I said, in view, the covering aspect, the illustration, the propitiatory aspect of our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, the place of mercy that we can run to in the city of refuge and this is what gives it its permanence as we understand this over here we uh, listen we're not going to preach in, in entirety about about Melchizedek whether he was a man um, but listen we can understand the or I know that Melchizedek was a man but uh, listen about specifically who he was but listen, aside from specifically who Melchizedek was, it, 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 it was a, a, an order that was established. We see that language used, that it was the order of Melchizedek. And what is this order? What does the Bible tell us about this order? The Bible tells us that it has no beginning, that it has no end, that it's appropriated and instituted by God himself. So friends, listen, as we see this uh, beautiful gospel picture, of the cross of Calvary. Uh, listen, the cross is our city of refuge. That is where our king died. He is Christ the king. He is the victor of all victors. The Bible tells us that he is Lord of lords, king of kings, God of gods. Uh, friends, listen, that there is none above him, friends, but all stand at his feet. 
And friends, listen, we can have, uh, listen, and as we work through the book of Hebrews, we see the superiority of Christ. Not only we see the superiority of Christ over the Abrahamic and over the Mosaic and the Edemic and the angelic orders, but then we get to the place right here where we see that Christ is the establishment of the eternal priest. And friends, listen, aren't you glad when we run to that city of refuge, to that place where there is hope and uh, where we can feverishly fall upon the cross of Calvary and where we can declare our allegiance and, our, and we can cast our believing loyalty upon the King and we can stand covered and atoned by the eternal presence of our Savior, Jesus Christ, as He stands uh, over us and we stand under Him in perfect harmony and alignment and allegiance cast to our King and we serve Him faithfully and willfully through obedience and we demonstrate all around us the superiority and the greatness and the favor of our King, King Jesus. Amen. I listen, that by two immutable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold, who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us. Thank God, friends, listen, as we ran and as we, as we established and as, our, as my salvation, I'll say this, as my salvation began in the Lord Jesus, as I cast my allegiance to him, ran to the city of refuge where there is nothing but sinners that are redeemed by the grace and through the mercy of God. When we ran to that city, I, listen, the Bible tells us that we cast our hope. Friends, listen, my hope, as Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15, if we we had hope in this world uh, only. We'd be of all men most miserable, but we cast our hope not upon the present temporal uh, fading things of this world and of this life, but we cast our hope upon that city. Uh, thank God. Listen, the Bible tells us we see through a glass darkly, but one day face to face. I love this verse in 1 John chapter 2. The Bible says we know not what we shall be, but we know that when we shall see him, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And as the permanent radiance of the Son of God, as we step out of this body, Amen. As we step out of this, as we're held, uh, listen, in, in security and anchored, because of our allegiance to the king and as we stand there and we believe and we serve and we fight uh, friends listen I I'm glad that one of these days as the Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians 15 that this mortal uh, shall put on immortality that this corruptible shall put on incorruption uh, friends listen we'll shed these things uh, listen and we'll step into the eternal state of our savior we'll see King Jesus face to face and his radiance, uh, friends, listen, shall be a beam. Listen, the Bible tells us that we cannot look upon God, but on that glorious day when we finally see him, not through a glass darkly, but when, when our faith becomes sight and we behold him in all of his greatness, his glory, his splendor, and his excellency. Uh, friends, his radiance will permanently burn the imago day, the image. We will then become the perfect image 
image of God. Therefore, and when we become the perfect image of God, justification will be complete. Sanctification will be complete. And glorification will be, uh, listen, uh, exact and it will be ratified. It will stand in allegiance to our King. Uh, Friends, listen, but I'm glad that we have a hope. Amen. We don't have hope in this world. We have hope in what is to come. Thank God that we have a faithful high priest. And now listen, we just want to back up and say this. As we stand in this hope, what is what is the permanency of our hope, friends? Listen, uh, listen. Well, people ask the question all the time: Are we eternally secure? Yes, we are secure when we believe by faith and we align and we be- and listen when we show believing loyalty and allegiance uh, by the demonstration of faith in our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, uh, friends, listen. Uh, in that stage and in that stage. No man can pluck us out of his hand. Uh, Friends, thankfully, uh, friends, that we have a permanence with the residence of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, and because of his eternal priesthood. Now, remember when we talked about the city of refuge, the city of refuge, the, uh, the offender and the perpetrator was secure so long as the high priest lived. And this is what we find right here. We see this brought to fruition. Uh, uh, listen, uh, uh, in the, the Numbers passage where we have, uh, listen, the, the, this place of refuge, this is a playback. Uh, listen to the Mosaic introduction where he gives them the city of refuge and he tells them, listen, now Christ is that city. Not only is Christ that city and that place of refuge, huge, but he is also a priest after the order of Melchizedek. And friends, listen to Judaizing ears and uh, to people that are familiar with this. They would then understand uh, that, listen, they was permanence, that they was security, that there was hope. Uh, friends, listen, uh, in the faith that we have standing in the city, listen, and it's not about us. Uh, friends, listen, why is the city righteous? Why is the city just The city is righteous and justified because he is righteous and justified. Not me, not you, but him. Amen. Uh, Friends, listen. Uh, And when I say him, I'm talking about King Jesus. There's none other than King Jesus. Friends, listen. And when we distort and when we bend and when we we do, uh, uh, when we try to degradate the word of God and we try and take the wind out of the sails, we make it about us and me and you. And uh, friends, listen, that's what's wrong with today's society. I believe personally, and I'm not saying this as casting accusations, but I believe that in today's society, in today's church, I believe that is what is doing the most harm is because we've made it about me. And it's not about me. It's not about you. It's about him. And it's about the privilege and the opportunity. It's about God's grace. It's about God's mercy that we have privilege and access by faith or allegiance into this city. And listen, when we are affiliated and affixed with this city, we stand under the umbrella, under the atoning, and covering, uh, listen, what do we stand on? We stand under the covering of the order of, Mil- of Melchizedek, amen? What is this order established? That it has no beginning, that it has no end. Friends, listen, we stand covered under an eternal priesthood, amen? So as long as the priest lives, 
We are forgiven. Amen. We are exonerated. We are justified. We are, uh, we are free, friends. So listen, I'm glad that when we stand under the, uh, when we stand under the, the cloak and the atoning power of the eternal priest, we are eternally in his presence. Amen. Well, I'm glad and thankful, friends. Listen, now, I'm going to read this over in the seventh chapter of the book of Hebrews, and then we'll be done. 723, uh, the Bible says, and there truly were many priests because they were not suffered to continue by reason of death, but this man, amen, but this man, who is this man? He's talking about the Christ, but this man, because he continueth ever, have an unchangeable priesthood, amen, aren't you glad, friends, listen, that our, uh, that, that our faith and our hope and our allegiance is in Jesus Christ. It's not in us, but it is all in him. Friends, listen. Now the Bible says, "Where, uh, but this man, because he continueth ever, have an unchangeable priesthood. Wherefore he is able, and I preached that text on that message several times, that God is able. But aren't you glad, friends, listen tonight, where the inability existed in all other parties, in all other presence, I'm glad that he is able. Amen. John the Revelator said in, uh, in chapter number five, the Bible says, they searched the heavens, they searched the earth, and they searched beneath the earth. And there was none found worthy to open the book, neither to loose the seven seals. And the Bible said, and the great angel laid his hand upon me and said, John, weep not, for the line of the tribe of Judah hath prevailed to open the book and to loose the seals thereof. Friends, listen to me. Where all others are unable, I'm glad that he is able. Not only is he able, he's able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him. Amen. Listen, we come to God by the Lord Jesus Christ, the Christ. Amen. Because he is able. Why is he able? Because he's of an unchangeable priesthood, which is after the order of Melchizedek. And the Bible says that he's able to save us to the uttermost. Friends, listen, that is uh, every uh, fiber and morsel. Friends, listen, we are then justified wholly and truly. To the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. Friends, listen, so continuance uh, is our intercession with the Savior. Uh, if, we, if, we, if we by faith continue, if we run this race with patience, as the Word of God tells us, if we press toward the mark, if, uh, as Paul said, uh, as Jesus said, if we endure to the end, amen? Uh, those are what the Bible says. Friends, listen, the Bible tells us if we do these things that we are safe under his atoning wings, seeing, uh, in verse 25, the latter portion of verse 25, seeing that he ever liveth, to make intercession for them. So, for such an high priest became us, who is holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinner, and made higher than the heavens. Amen. That's the qualifications of a Savior. Amen. And I fail miserably, but I'm glad that he is able. Who needeth not daily as those high priests to offer up sacrifice first for his own sins and then for the people's. For this did he once when he offered up himself. 
For the law maketh men high priest, which have infirmity, but the word of o- word of the oath, which was since the law maketh the son, who is consecrated forevermore. Amen. I'm glad, friends, listen, that we have a promise, that we have a hope in our city of refuge. Amen. And the city of refuge is made perfect by the priest, by our Savior, the King, King Jesus. Friends, listen, I'm glad that we have this wonderful city of refuge. My heart's desire tonight is if somebody has never professed their allegiance to the Lord Jesus Christ by faith through grace, as the Word says, if you've never made that step, if you never embarked on that journey, it is my heart's desire that you be saved today. Not tomorrow. My heart's desire that you be saved today before eternity finds you. God bless you tonight. We love you so very much. Good Lord willing, uh, we'll see you Sunday morning. I trust and hope that uh, you'll have a happy and blessed new year.